I reach. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious note though, my name's Lashonda. My name's Devonsha. My name is she. My name is Cheslin. The guy the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole point of this podcast is truly to help you all know the truth about your lives, the truth about what it is that God has said about you. You know, we all have been fed lies as children. We all have been fed lies as adults. Whenever we gave our lives to Christ, you know, we all went through that period of, okay, so what we doing now? Like, <laughs> yeah. I know from that period of, what we doing now? What, what's next? And, you know, we really want to help anyone that listens to this. So the first thing we're about to talk about is this whole theme of not guilty. Mm-hmm. Not guilty. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a topic. It is. And if y'all can tell by now, the joy of the Lord really is all strength in here. <laughs> so if we just randomly laugh, just know it's the joy, okay? <laughs> Listen, we need the fire of the Holy Ghost. So. One of the verses that most people really know about is, you know, Romans 8, verse 1, where it says, you know, there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. In a different version, it says you have been acquitted. In another mm -hmm. version, it says the case is closed. So that's what we're about to do. We're about to start from, you know, the verdict. You know, when you go through an entire trial, <laughs> you have the arraignment where they read off to you all your charges. Mm -hmm. They tell you everything that you do wrong. <laughs> Listen. You go before a judge in pre-trial and she decides, you know what, are these charges really gonna stick? Mm -hmm. Then you have your lawyer in there with an actual trial and first of all just let y'all know Jesus is your first lawyer. Okay? He's the best lawyer. Period. That's right. <laughs> the whole advocate. Like literally that's what it means. And then, you know, there's a deliberation and a verdict takes place. And God was like, you know what, start from the verdict. Let people really know what it means to be not guilty. But first, let's start off with the definition of guilt. To mm. each one of y'all, what does guilt really mean? <laughs> Man, <laughs> guilt, guilt, well, for me, um, guilt is, it's, it's a heavy term. You know, when, when someone says, I feel guilty, or even in court, where, you know, someone is labeled as guilty i've seen a couple videos where the faces of the people who are receiving their sentence because of their guilt how you know like their countenance just drops or you know you can see it in their face that man this is the end for me this is the end for me so it's like guilt guilt is that feeling where you just feel like it's the end like there, there's no more hope like I, when I feel guilty about something, I feel like, man, how can I, is there even a possible way to like reconcile this situation? Like, is there something I could do? Like, I feel, I feel like there's nothing I can do to fix the situation. I feel guilty about this. How, how can I get out of that situation? So for me, yeah, that's, that's, that's the kind of feeling that guilt gives. 
to people. What about you, Jane? For me, guilt is like all um, emotional change of your mind. It's it brings you to a place where you feel like you're probably not enough in mm. your own self. But then God has called us to be enough because He has told us that we are enough. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really it's really just a whole change in your whole demeanor as, as they've just said it's really a change in how you how you your, your continents everything about you change so it's really like a change of of, of a negative energy i would mm -hmm. say yeah so that's what it really it really that's what i would say it's it is um but i leave i leave you guys with that um for me it's so funny because um, I was just thinking that guilt, you can you can feel guilty, but you're not exactly guilty, if that makes sense. Like, someone can make you feel guilty, but you're not. And the first thing I thought is that after guilt, there's a lot of shame. And it's, it's, it's just interesting because they kind of go hand in hand, even though it might not be the truth. So you might be guilty, like for example, we were talking about a trial, like when a, when someone is guilty for something that they may or may not have done, there's a shame associated, whether that's internal or external, it, it depends on you. So I, I just, that's that's my perspective on, on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. How about you, Lashanda? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Honestly, Guilt has always been one of the things that I struggled with. Like, when it comes to guilt, that's one of those things where it's literally crippling because, you know, it's not simply just about you knowing that you do something wrong. Mm -hmm. And as Cheslin said, you could have done nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I've realized is, you know, even in the definition of guilt, it's like, you know, you committed an offense that was wrong. Yeah. You can only commit an offense to someone else. That means someone else keeps you guilty. They hold that to you, to your account. So I'm like, I would sit and think about all of the times, like, man, I don't know if what I did was wrong, but this person is treating me as if I'm guilty, so now I feel guilty. And I'm like, but God, if you told me that there's therefore now no condemnation, that I'm not guilty about anything, what is this? And then you start to learn, like for me, I learned that guilt was something that really happened in the mind first. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be completely free of something, but then you're still holding it. You're holding on to this thing yourself that you didn't let go, but God already let it go. Yep. I'm like, wow. Okay, so, and I love how Chesley, you know, put it together with shame because that's where I was coming next. How do you know the difference between guilt and shame? Guilt <laughs> is something that, you know, somebody else keeps for you or somebody else holds an offense for you. If you can be that someone else. You can be the person outside of yourself holding the offense to yourself, if that makes sense. Mm. And then there's shame where you just know that you did something wrong, mm. but you only feel bad about it because somebody else knows. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Ooh. Because because it's like, it's like how, how I see it, the difference between guilt and shame. Well, I mean, obviously we know that there are two separate terms because when we put them together, it's guilt and shame, not guilt or shame, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like guilt is that is that feeling that either someone 
imposes on you because of probably like something that they think that you you did to them or it may not even be something that you did as you as Cheslin said but it could just be a perception that someone has of you that causes you to feel guilty so so it to me guilt is like it focuses on like other people's perception or idea of you and shame is like something that comes from you and can even be projected on other people you know so it's like that it's like that internal battle with shame versus guilt where someone has to be involved right. when it comes to guilt and then with shame it's like no one necessarily has to make you feel shameful or do something that makes you feel shameful but it could be even something that nobody knows about and you feel shame so it's like an external force versus like an internal force guilt versus shame like that's 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 how i see it so let's get into the definition right and to be honest sometimes we go to uncle google sometimes we go to Auntie Miriam. Auntie Miriam. <laughs> you know, some of us might just pick up the fruit of the apple dictionary. <laughs> you know, we just pull out our definitions from whichever dictionary we got. But like, for guilt, this is how one website explained it. I'm going to go to the website. Everybody in the www, you know. And it said, a feeling... What was that? <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yo, okay. So guilt, a feeling of responsibility or remorse for some offense, crime, or something done wrong, whether real or imagined by others. By others. By others. By others. Interesting. Real or yeah. imagined. For me, it's the real or imagined. My God. For me, it's to buy others. So, for me, for me, it was more the opposite of what you were saying, though, because mm-hmm. it's just like someone pushing down on you makes is kind of like how I imagine guilt. So, like, mm-hmm. it might not necessarily be um, internal, as in me thinking I'm guilty, but someone saying, "Okay, um, you did this wrong." So, like, mm-hmm. someone holding something over your head. Versus shame is, is more internal for me because then it's like, I don't necessarily, I may not necessarily think it's wrong, mm-hmm. but because I, I'm kind of like, I'm feeling the guilt. I feel like it's more of a result of guilt. Mm-hmm. The shame is a result of guilt. So someone would be like, I'm holding this over your head, so now you should feel ashamed. Right. Yeah. Versus. Oh, like a domino effect. Yeah. Kind of thing. So that, that's how I see it. But they're so close. <laughs> it's like they're almost interchangeable. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the shame. The definition of shame is the painful feeling arising from the consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, or ridiculous done by oneself or the perception of oneself. Mm. Yeah, so you see, so it comes up to like that, that internal factor as mm, you mentioned yeah. again because it's about your own self mm. you know it's like the root you know mm-hmm. the root you know mm-hmm. it's like the roots so it's like it's like you have the root but then you have the plant on top so it's like it's like you have that that oh, guilt inside <laughs> you have the guilt inside so now the root remember <coughs> all plants starts from the roots mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now you have that root of of of, of, of 
guilt. So now that road is created. So now you have the shame rising to the surface. So it's like it's it's as mm. as Justin said, it's like a domino effect. It, mm. it it rises. So once you have that, it goes hand in hand. It's like together. Yeah. By the way, by the way, Shane is a bio major. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That's, that's not yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, got the psych major over here. Marketing. You know. <laughs> you know. Business. I do. Bio. I do bio people. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you hear us make our analogies, please understand. Yeah. You know. It, it's our field. It's <laughs> <laughs> like even as we talk about that's the good. shame and the guilt, which I thought it was really good because you know seeds are planted. That's a part of the seed that's being planted yeah. and it grows. Yeah. You know, the guilt and the shame planted yeah. and it grows. You you plant guilt mm-hmm. and the fruit of it would be shame. Shame. Because I think about people that struggle with addictions, you know. And not only shame, you know, it, it, it creates it creates different like it's like a tree of multiple fruits. Mm-hmm. So you have shame, you have doubts, mm-hmm. you have lies, you have Sir. This, everything Ooh. just starts surfacing. And you're like Ooh. It just creates a whole mess. That legit hit. That legit hit. Wow. Wow. Can I touch on that a little bit? Go ahead. Go ahead. I touch on it I nurse my wound. Because it's like the analogy of the plant and the roots. Cause I'm and I'm no bio major in marketing, but I can make some educated guesses. Um even when you water a plant right you know the water has to go down into the soil it has to enter the roots you know and then it does bioterms right (laughs) (laughs) and it's like even with that because we know spiritually that water you know it can represent the holy spirit you know and even applying that idea it's almost like Having a root of shame or or having a root of guilt is is almost like a like a thick layer on the outside of the roots that like it, it doesn't allow the water to penetrate, you know, um, and it's like trying to have the Holy Spirit minister to someone who has been you know like like used to guilt and shame for so long. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do. It doesn't happen overnight, you know. And and I think I think that's one of the things that, you know, even us on on this table, like 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 we're pushing that. Hey, it's a process. But that's why I, I remember even today, you know, I was speaking to someone, and I told them that life in Christ isn't easy. Okay, it's not a bed of roses, but it's easier than a life outside of Christ. You know. So even when you experience guilt and shame, when you when you give that to Christ, it's 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 a whole new level, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's it right there. Wow. Yeah. No, that's really it right there. And you know, as you said, like the Holy Spirit, the water represents the water, and you can't get water into a certain, I think, into the roots because you know it feels yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah, like that thick layer. That thick layer. So that like I'm cast. thinking. You know what? You're not even gonna go to semi-professional memories. I was gonna say You know what? Yeah. <laughs> See, look how we. Yeah. You know, I don't go there because I really was thinking like you know, what happens when you put that? You look at those layers of 
dysfunction that's over the roots. Let's say the, the different layers, that thick layers like dysfunction, um, depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, doubt, doubt fear, mm-hmm. come on, pride, come on, all of it, and it's like. That's why, you know, you have to use the word whenever you're talking to people and trying to minister to people because why mm-hmm. the word is sharper than every any two-edged sword and it penetrates. Yeah. So like I'm looking at that analogy, I'm like, so you mean to tell me, right? Even after I get saved and all of these things that are have dropped off of us, mm-hmm. but we have not been awakened to that or realized it. So we still mm-hmm. taking on ourselves, we're still walking as if, you know. I'm still thinking about that thing that I did last week, even though mm-hmm. I'm free. I'm still thinking about that thing that I did early this morning, even though I'm free. I'm thinking about that thing that I did two years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, you know, the addiction that I had or mm-hmm. the addiction that I'm probably still struggling with while being a Christian. Yeah. And you're drowning, but you're drowning in yourself when the Holy Spirit is like, come here, let me wash you. Yeah. Come on. You know what? It's the first episode, so we try to be nice. Um, now that you mentioned that, it's it's an interesting play because I was thinking more of like the soil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So depending on on what type of soil that the plant has, that dictates how well it grows, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when the rancher was talking about the layers, I was just thinking of like someone with clay soil. It's mm-hmm. a lot harder to get the water mm-hmm. to the roots. Versus something with loam soil, where soil is tilled to allow like mm-hmm. aeration for the water to come in. But then, at the end of the day, it just what what stood out for me is like revelation. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't read the word and meditate on it until until it goes through, until like it's not always water is also light mm-hmm. so i'm thinking either way you won't get these leaves <laughs> are you going you gonna get it somehow you are, we're gonna yeah. do something with this here mm-hmm. like, you know, we're gonna <laughs> okay so 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 you all ever see like you have like a dashing leaf right okay anyway um, tell me what a dashing leaf is i just try to remember so, what it looked like go ahead so it's actually like a, a root crop Mm-hmm. But um, the leaves, it, it, it grows on on top. So it has a root. It gets swollen at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Simple terms. Um, back when we <laughs> eat that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate the simple <laughs> We eat that a lot. Um, but with a dashing leaf, there is like this waxy layer on top mm-hmm. of it. So we call it the, cu- the waxy cuticle. Mm-hmm. And God wo- God's word is actually like like. You know, people would say like, if rainfall it falls on everybody's roof. Mm. So let's say you have that rain. God, God's word is the rain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It falls, but if you don't take, if you don't take hold of that word, mm. it's just gonna slide off. Mm. So that boxy cuticle on that dashing leaf right now, it like it's like it's like you it's like people who you speak to, you, you mm-hmm. tell them about like, hey, you're no longer guilty. Mm-hmm. But then. You have that water they're not really taking hold of that of that word they're not really taking hold of what god has said so it just slides off and then you still have that root of shame you still have that root of of guilty conscience and all of that that mess that has been created as a result yeah Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of that scripture about the um 
um, the parable of the sower, you know, where, you know, basically Jesus summed it up in that the seed is the word and the soil is, you know, people's hearts. And, you know, for some it falls on the good soil, for some it falls on the rocky parts, you know, it gets choked up among the thorns, but with the good soil, like they absorb it and they bear much fruit. So it's like, it's really important how you receive the word of God, especially when it comes to guilt and shame, because I mean, God's word is like the answer. God's word is like the antidote, you know, to guilt and shame. And, and I, I feel that's why a lot of people probably shy away from, from Christianity is because they feel like, well, you know, I've done this thing two years ago, five years ago, and I haven't let go of it as yet. And you people come off as being so perfect. I cannot be perfect like y'all. How am I going to fit in? But the truth is we've all started at that point at some somewhere in our lives. Some of us still here. Some of us still in our way. Like, who do you live in the church? In like the hospital? Like, yes. there was never for perfect people. Yeah. There was, you don't go to the hospital if you're perfectly healthy. You don't. But the thing is, that, that scripture, I don't know if you could find it where it says, like, you strive for per- perfection. You know, we, we, we strive to be perfectly or we continuously grow in perfection mm-hmm. throughout our walk. Mm-hmm. And of course, we ain't saying perfection, like, do everything right. No. Be completely mm-hmm. mistake free. No. Mm-hmm. But that perfection that is, like, you know, spiritually mature. Mm-hmm. and mature in character you strive for that perfection every single day and the only way you can get that is if you stay in the words you stay among the brothers mm-hmm. you know fellow believers people of That's like minds yeah and i'm like let's be honest let's be very real because you know there are some people <laughs> 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 you know, y'all kind of see but once you see you're like trying to fix herself in her chair <laughs> just know <laughs> yeah, go no, but let's be very real. We're having a real discussion. There are some churches, there are some people in church that take out the, let me not say take out because you can't, you can't take the love out of the church body itself. You know, the church body is built on love. But there are some people that will only preach certain scriptures to tell their congregation why they, well, they shouldn't do X, Y, and Z but forget to add the grace and the mercy and the mm-hmm. love of God for when you actually miss and fall and do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. <laughs> and then now everybody's sitting in the congregation like, man, he probably talking to me. Mm-hmm. And because we haven't executed or explained what conviction is, people sitting there feeling condemned for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People sitting there feeling like they don't belong mm-hmm. or, you know, they, of course, we've all fallen short, but they, they're not tapping into the mercy and the grace of God that is already available to them because why? The only thing they're hearing is everything that they've done wrong mm-hmm. and how they can't be. Anyway. If you don't say it, I'm going to say it. Yeah. If you don't say it, I'm going to say it. They don't talk, like you said, they don't talk about um, God's grace or his mercy or his forgiveness or his loving kindness or just the fact that he just loves you so much that yeah. you can't even imagine how much he loves you so <laughs> so they, they 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 talk about the con like okay they talk about your mistakes your wrongs and yes it's conviction is good it's necessary 
but they don't tell you that there's a way out. Like, th- that's not the end of it. That's not the end of the story. Like, Jesus dying isn't the end of it. He's coming back. He's come back. He's resurrected is the end of the story. So, mm-hmm. there is hope and there is not... It doesn't end there. And then... I'm sorry. We have to go back to plants. So... Why? Because we are trees. We are men and trees walking. Come yeah. on. Hallelujah. <laughs> when... One plant is sick, let's say, in a, uh, a field. Mm-hmm. And there are other plants around it. Anywhere the field is There is the possibility of a spread. Right? Mm-hmm. The infection can spread to other mm-hmm. people. Let me do this plain and simple. Everyone on earth is infected. Everyone on earth has an issue. We all have fallen short, as Shanda said. We've all fallen from, from grace. But God gave us his grace. Anyway. Um, put that aside. You come to church to, to to be treated. You come to church where other people are in the process of being treated, mm-hmm. right? And your prescription, quote unquote, I'm going to people now, but your, I don't know, your fertilizer, quote unquote, or your fungicide, your herbicide, whatever, not herbicide, we don't want to kill you, sorry. <laughs> your fungicide, your, your antibiotics, whatever is necessary, that's different for each person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your treatment plan. Your treatment is plan is different. The treatment period doesn't end. But Ooh. if you decide to come off of your 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 doses, your 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 if you decide to restrict yourself from being treated or say you don't want treatment, then you go back to you go back to that decline. Or oh, yeah. oh, you can get worse. worse. That's those yeah. doctors. So Come to church Please. with yeah. the expectation that you're there with people who are broken. You're there with people who we're all going through it. Yeah. But you're there with people who are healing and you're there with people who are helping to provide that environment right. that's necessary. That environment like, like the soil, that good soil that's necessary. So, yeah. Yeah. And disclaimer, when we say come, come to church... We don't mean necessarily the four walls of a building, okay? The church is us. Yeah. We are the church. We, the body of Christ is the church. That's why, you know, in scripture it says, you know, um, that Christ, you know, in fact to husbands, that husbands should love their wives as Christ loves the church, right? So we're not, we're not, we're not envisioning, you know, Christ pouring out his love on four walls of concrete. <laughs> right <laughs> it's pouring out his love on people so we are the church so when we say come to church you know come into that place where you feel like you can be vulnerable you feel like you can be open and honest around people who are just like you in the same race that we're all running to win all right so yeah come to church quick <laughs> so this is where most of this really, you know, came up from. And it's Romans 5, verse 6. And it says, For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For rarely will someone die for a just person, though for a good person, perhaps someone might even dare to die. In other words, I might even think about knowing it. Maybe, possibly, kind of. Someone. <laughs> 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 like, 
small know. probability. But God proved his own love for us mm-hmm. and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. In other words, while you was already doing what you was doing, okay? While you was already smoking, while you was already drinking, but actually before you was already doing that because Ooh. none of us was even here yet. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's we it. Think about doing that. Remember we were created, you know. Before you were conceived. Before you were thought. Before you, before ah. you was a thought, both of them, yeah. the one in your mind and anyway, before you were <laughs> you know, before you was in a gentleman's club, because we can't just say thought and not, you know, mention the men, sorry, <laughs> you know, but before you even could recognize that you needed help, mm-hmm. you always like, you know what, this kind of love I have, let me show you what it actually means, even though you may not even understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like a child, you know. You know them children just going be children. Let me say that. You know how they, the little people gonna be mm. little people. Oh, Jesus. Test. <laughs> Test of patience. Listen, they're gonna be little people. You're gonna give them everything that they need. Tell them everything that they what they should and shouldn't do. They probably gonna listen to like 25% of it. And guess what? As a parent, you don't stop loving them. Yeah. You don't stop teaching them because while you're expecting them mm-hmm. to grow into that maturity, God is expecting us to grow into the so, fact of understanding his love more and more because it's unending. And this is a part of the truth that we really want to get people to understand that. Mm-hmm. First of all, first of all, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, before you could do anything, God loved you. Christ yeah. loved you. And he wanted to prove that love yeah. by giving up himself in Christ so that you may have everlasting life so that that sin that thing that you have felt has held you for so long could be put to death Mm -hmm. so you could be free of it and experience what it means to live a life free of condemnation free of guilt free of shame Mm -hmm. free of feeling less that and not worth it yeah Mm -hmm. at the end of the day the first thing he says is that you know I made you in my image and my likeness you can imagine looking at your child and say anyway i made you but like ain't nothing you have from me geneticist um tell us how that works um (laughs) (laughs) so if they're your child they have you so next (laughs) (laughs) he wanted us to understand from the very beginning that hey this world that you in might tell you the absolute trashy thing might lie to you might get you to understand who you are from their lens but Mm -mm. you made exactly like me from the very beginning yeah from the very beginning let's go Kim please just I'm sorry (laughs) I just said if like like biologically if 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 someone's your parent is some someone okay a parent's child is half them but (laughs) God was just like I mean you're completely mine so I'm just like like, mm-hmm. there's no half and half. It was just all me. So it's like, ah, you know, how, like, there's no escaping it. There's that. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. So you're not, you're not biologically half. You're like, I'm all God. But yeah, that's what I had to say. <laughs> even, even, even with genetics, it, it's, it's, it's like, 
you have like dominance and you have a recessive. Oh, shame. You have a dominance and you have a recessive. <laughs> but then God is saying, hey, I give you the dominant you are not like any other thing but just like me. So I am dominant in you. Quick, quick, quick. Man, I'm going to dominant and recessive, right? But I know I'm bio people. Me. I know I'm bio people. Oh my know. goodness. I got a man inside, no little piece. With the recessive gene, right? In the dominant gene, you express whatever the dominant gene is, regardless of what the recessive gene is. Yeah. The only time you express the recessive gene is if there's two of them. Mm -hmm. But if you have one dominant gene, regardless of what the recessive gene is, you want to express what the dominant gene is. So if you have, let's say your dominant gene is to have blue eyes yeah. from your daddy, and your mommy has brown eyes, but she has the recessive gene, you're going to show blue eyes. Yeah. And as Shane said, you know, we get the dominant gene from God. His blood flows through our veins. Mm -hmm. So what we expecting to express? Oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like, <laughs> there ain't no other option. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and even if the even if the recessive gene try to show itself, the dominant gene doesn't so God, God does, God does masking everything. There ain't even no masking. <laughs> I, I'm a dare say there is no masking <laughs> with God. He fully, is fully yeah. and completely dominant. Once you express the radiant glory of God. Jesus was the full expression of the radiant glory of God. Full expression. Like yeah. So as Jesus expressing the radiant glory of God, and we look like Jesus. So what are we doing, guys? Expressing yes. radiant glory. I am glowing radiantly. <laughs> <laughs> and you can only do this from a standpoint of understanding that nothing is being held against you. Mm -hmm. You're not guilty of anything. You know, just have, let's just go to that that next point because I feel like if we stay on, it's it gonna be a minute. <laughs> they're gonna be a real, real minute. Yeah. All right. Hmm. So what does it mean to be not guilty? Anybody? Bold. I was about to say not going hiding. <laughs> <laughs> no fear. No fear. Yeah. No fear. No fear. Hope. No fear. Hopefulness. Mm -hmm. That your story continues. That there isn't an end. There's a plot twist. There's a cliffhanger. There's something to prolong mm -hmm. the story. There's a future. You can There's walk a future. Free. And liberty. For real. You can walk free because you're yeah. Imagine that you get sentenced to jail. Where you going? Well, you get sentenced to prison. Jail, you could come out of it. You get sentenced to prison. Huh? Mm. And like, you just cut your life short. But you still have a future. Yep. Mm. That's it. Okay. So, as we end off this first episode of our podcast, we'd like to extend an invitation to you. An invitation to this life of freedom, of non-guilt, being declared not guilty, knowing that the case brought against you is closed, that it's the final verdict, that you are not guilty. And if you would so dare, yes, we're challenging you, if you would so dare to open up with your mouth and believe in your heart and express it and say that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you and he rose from the grave so that you may have life and life more abundantly 
you have just entered into this life of freedom, of grace, and of mercy. So Jesus loves you. We want to extend that out and let you know that we love you too. Welcome to the family. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the family. It's literally that simple. There's no smoke and dust. So welcome to the family and just know that you are going to live a life free of guilt, free of condemnation, and you're going to walk in that. And a quick shout out to Dami Dara Automotive. Yeah, thank you so much. Got us set up in the yes. studio here. And we just want to thank God for your lives. We want to thank God that you had the opportunity to listen in on this. And we pray that more grace be multiplied in your life. Amen. We Gucci? Amen. We outie. Yeah.